Hey there, Omaha. Welcome into another episode of Restaurant Hoppin'. I've got a fantastic guest for you today, but real quick before we get to them, I have to tell you about Certified Piedmontese because this is a brand I am so excited about. In fact, I will never forget the first time I had Certified Piedmontese. The crown jewel of my initial visit to Casa Bovina was a beautiful rib cap that was so lean and tender, it was almost silky in texture. The moment that beef hit my taste buds, I was hooked. These animals are raised all natural on a network of family ranches across the Midwest, so Certified Piedmontese is able to cut out the middleman and buy directly from the source. And while I highly encourage you to check out Casa Bovina, you can savor this beef at home, too. Whether you order off Piedmontese.com or by calling one 800 414-3487, your purchase will be shipped directly to your front door. Plus, when you use my discount code HOPPEN, H-O-P-P-E-N, you get 25% off your order. How can you beat that? So what are you waiting for? Get some steaks, burgers, bacon, or other meats and experience the certified Piedmontese difference for yourself today. And now, to my guest. Hey there, Omaha. Welcome into another episode of Restaurant Hoppin'. I'm your host, Dan Hoppin', and sitting across from me is a woman who is making me feel very unaccomplished today. She is just 26 years old, but she's already planted roots in a new country. She's fluent in multiple languages, and most importantly for the purposes of this conversation, she is the owner of her own baking company. This is Yuvi Kolbar, owner of Yuvi's Bake Shop. Yuvi, welcome to the show. Hey, hey, good morning, Dan. <laughs> That's the kind of energy I love to have right off the bat. And it's, speaking of right off the bat, I, I'm just going to throw it out there right away. If you're listening to this conversation and I think you're going to get pretty hungry and you're going to be like, <laughs> where can I get these treats that she's talking about? UV'sBakeShop.com. That's Y-U-V-I Bakeshop.com. That's where you can order her treats. Uh also operates in the farmer's market uh, around Omaha in the spring and the summer. And you also do pop-ups throughout the city. You do catering and dessert table packages. You've got all kinds of stuff going on. So if somebody wants to experience UV's Bake Shop, they have a lot of different opportunities. And your website is a perfect place to do that. But I want to kind of just introduce people to the business. So UV's Bake Shop, it's less than two years old, but just going through your social media, I can see it's changed and it's evolved and it's grown so much in short amount of time. How would you define UV's to someone who hasn't experienced it yet? Well, um, right now, it's just like you said, it changed a lot since I started it. And right now, I would just say that uh, it's a French uh, patisserie bake shop um this is what i've always wanted to do so when i first got to omaha and started the business it was um you know i'm in a foreign country um it's not what i'm used to it's not what i um saw in the past or you know know the people so i was like okay what am i gonna gonna do i mean i'm gonna do baking because this is what i love um and What's the specifics? I mean, what's going to be the actual products? It was like, okay, I'm in the United States. The Americans love chocolate chip cookie. <laughs> so let's do something cool. Uh, let's be different because I just, I, I love to take uh, advantage of the difference of, you know, being a foreigner from another country and just bring whatever I'm used to, whatever I love to a new country. Um, 
And I just started with a chocolate chip cookie, the big one, like 10 inch, uh, the pizza cookie. The pizza cookie, <laughs> yeah. yes. Um, and I was like, I don't know. I was always feeling like I should do more in like doing more of what I love, which is more the French patisserie, but I also need to you know, work with the audience. Right, you, know? you got to break in, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So I started to sell uh, the pizza cookies and the lava cookies online and all kinds of cool things. Um, and then I started to do those French uh, patisserie on the catering side. I got to uh, a commercial kitchen where I can do the catering. Um, and then I just started to run with, you know, catering menu and online menu. So, yeah, this is where I get <laughs> I got now. Well, I love that you had that perspective that you know, you're you're coming to a new country and you have this idea, you want a French patisserie, you want to do macarons and tarts and just these really elegant desserts, but that's something that is pretty new and kind of foreign in America, especially in Omaha. So it's like, okay, I I can serve that. There's a market for that here but I have to get in first with something that they know. And that's a giant melty chocolate chip cookie. <laughs> I think that that was really smart. H how did you kind of determine that strategy of, I, I have these things that I love to bake and I'm going to introduce those, but I've got to start with what people know. How did you come to that understanding? Um, well, I'll tell you what big part of it <laughs> was my husband, Eli. He's like the one that sees the, um, the business side of the business, and I'm more the creator. So, I mean, I love to create, I love food, I love to feed people, and especially I love sweets. I mean, it was sweets forever. Every time after every meal that I had, it's like, okay, I need something sweet. <laughs> so it was always like that, and... I was, you know, I was creating and doing my own things. And he was like, okay, you need to focus. I mean, it's a business. It's not like a hobby. It, it is a hobby, but, <laughs> but you're making it into a business. Um, so I kind of like, you know, just thought what would be um, the best uh, to sell. And just like, you know, Google, Dr. Google. Dr. <laughs> went Google, <there. laughs> I love that. Went there and like, okay, what's what's the most famous American dessert or cookie or pastry? And I just got, you know, cinnamon rolls, of course, uh, the chocolate chip cookie, and I just started to run with those products. I, I think that that's really smart. And not only just making chocolate chip cookies, but making it in this big package like it I mean it is a giant pizza cookie like we got one for our uh, our church small group and shared it and everybody was just like fascinated by it because it's it it's a giant cookie and it's got you know M&Ms and it's got dark chocolate chips on top and it's got Reese's and Oreo like it's a perfectly Instagrammable thing like it's something that people will be attracted to but then once they have that then they're like okay now i now UV's Bake Shop, like that's in my head. I know that. I love that. And when they see, oh, there's a pop-up that UV's doing and there's going to be, you know, French macarons there. I'm going to go and try that and they'll try new things. I think that that's really smart. But I, before we get into more of the business, I want to go back a little bit further. I know that you've been baking since you were 12 years old. How did you get into baking originally? 
Uh, well, my family is a big, uh, big foodie. Uh, my grandma and grandpa from my father's side are from Iraq. And then um, she is, my grandma is a big cook. I mean, every Saturday is like the whole family coming together. And she used to live um, just the next uh, door. And all the family is like, let's say, maybe around 40 to 50 people. It's like all her, you know, all her um, kids, which is six, <laughs> and all their kids and the grandkids and the uh, grand-grandkids, and everybody would come together and eat. So it was our culture, you know? I mean, food was uh, forever and ever been, I don't know, the, the thing that really gather us together. Um, and it's just, I don't know, and the baking... Um, I don't know. I just started to to loving it, and I started to bake uh, even before twelve. I think I can't really remember, but I think it was really when I was really young. That was the age I pulled from your website. So I, yeah, yeah, I, I know, but it just yeah. <laughs> no, you're good. You're good. You're good. It's just I, I just think that it was really uh, even younger than that because I used to wake up at like six or th- six thirty as a 10 years old or 11 or 12 and at Fridays or Saturdays when the house is still you know quiet and I have my own my own time and I can do whatever I want um just like now I mean I put my music on and then just start baking um so it used to be like that and then I started you know every Friday we have the uh, Shabbat meal Shabbat dinner um and you know it's a big meal and you eat like first dish and then main and dessert so i'm i was in charge of the dessert um and then i used to try like four different type of desserts um and the love for food was probably for my grandma because she was always in the kitchen you would go into the house you'd see her in the kitchen i mean that was her place um, but for baking especially, I don't know from her, really. It's just, I just started and I fell in love with it and just, yeah, just making things up. <laughs> I find it fascinating that at the age where most kids are waking up in the morning to like go eat a bunch of sugary cereal and watch cartoons, you're instead baking. I think that that's just amazing. What is it about baking specifically that speaks to you? And not even necessarily like going back into the past, but even now, like what, what is it about that process that brings you joy? So I love design. And again, I love to create. And the first thing that catch my eyes on desserts was the look of it. So I was, for example, I was doing like, um, tree colors, uh, mousse cake, and I would do it only to design the top of it to, to, I mean, to look very, um, very good and very elegant. Yes. <laughs> um, and I would just do desserts to make them look good. And then, of course, with the taste and the flavor and everything, I was like creating the perfect one, the perfect bite, I would say. Because whenever I do something until today, and I think until I'll, I don't know, um, until I um, keep doing it or until the end of 
the world. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but like, I really care about the bites, the perfect bite. I mean, the layers and the flavors and, you know, to have like different textures and different colors. Um, it was just probably started from design. Then I knew about flavors more. I kind of like did the research about the flavors and about different desserts. Um, started following about after um, uh, famous chef um, yeah and that's it was your goal always to open a bakery no 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 I was it was a hobby you know uh, who think about a business at 10 years old or 11 well, you know this is very true <laughs> there are some people who decide they want to be a chef at a very early age but so when did that When did that idea come into your head that, hey, I love this thing. This is a great hobby. I love doing it. But what if I made it a business? When we first uh, arrived in Omaha, for sure. Okay, so tell me that story. How, how, do you, how did you get to Omaha from where you were? So I'm originally from Israel. Mm -hmm. And it's very, um, let's say, okay, when we get to 18, we don't go to college. It's mandatory uh, to go to the army. So girls serve for two years and boys for three years. And after that, it very, it's very common um, to go to travel, you know, to kind of like take a year off or a few months off. You just go and travel. Most of the time it will be South America and Asia. Um, and it just, I don't know, I came here. And I came to travel the day after I finished my service. I was like, okay, I'm going to take the flight <laughs> and just go. <laughs> um, so I did that. I traveled all over the States. I went to Europe. I went to Sri Lanka. I just traveled, uh, went back to Israel, worked a little bit, came back again here. Um, and met my husband in Florida. I went to travel to meet my friend there. And just, we met each other. Um... And then a few months later, after we spent a very nice time in Florida, five minutes away from the beach, um, kind of like doing nothing because it was uh, COVID and we couldn't work. Um, so it was like, you know, have fun all day, go to the beach, uh, go, to the, go to the supermarket. Sounds you know. pretty spectacular. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was, it was a nice, uh, a nice uh, period of time. And then uh, he got his job offer here, and we just moved here. So I was like, okay, what am I going to do here? <laughs> I mean, it's middle of nowhere for me. I've never been here. And then I was like, okay, I've always wanted to do something that I love for my job. Um, so I would never have to work ever again. <laughs> and it was baking. And I was like, okay, let's make a business out of it. I mean, why not? <laughs> so I, I definitely want to get back into that, that, that part of the timeline, but I can't bury the lead here. Like, you are definitely the first guest I've had on this show that has been in the military before, been in the army. Like, <laughs> yeah. what, what was that experience like for you? And can you draw any, like, maybe I'm reaching here, but are there any parallels or anything that you took from that experience that has made you into the person that you are now in terms of a business owner and creating your own thing? Well, definitely, yes. Um, so the army, for us, it's very, very natural, you know, 
I mean, it's very normal because we know, just like you guys know, that whenever you finish high school, you go to college. So for us, whenever we finish high school, we go to the army. Uh, and I was a criminal interrogator. <laughs> wow. Yes. Really? Yeah. Oh, boy. I, I'm, I'm nervous now. I'm oh, yeah. surprised you're not grilling me on the other <laughs> side of the mic. Usually I'm the one who asks the questions <laughs> when I meet people, you know. Um, but, yeah, it was an experience. I think that every person that goes to the Army get much more mature. So, I mean, that's in a way, I think gave me more uh, confidence probably um, and and I think more than everything uh, the job that I had there um, you know because as an in- interrogator you have to get to know the people uh, you have to ask the right questions um, and whenever I got here it was a little harder for me because of the language um, but it just, I guess, it was pretty natural for me to have a conversation with people, you know, to ask them about themselves. And that was probably the main thing that the Army gave me here. And then you leave the Army, you come to Florida. How did you meet your husband? <laughs> On an app. <laughs> On an app, yeah? Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's that's how a lot of people meet now. It's yeah. it's very very common. I I, I love to hear that. Um, so you end up in Omaha. You're like, okay, I I want to start a bakery. I love baking. This is what I want to do. I found a quote for you. You said, "For my entire life, I wanted to be independent. I wanted to do something I love, and I want to be responsible for my own things and do what I want." So how how did you like? What was that moment like for you when you decided baking? Yes, UV's Bake Shop. I'm going to do this. Well, the right moment, I, I really can't remember what was the, the exact moment, but it was what I know to do was baking. I didn't go to the university. I didn't study anything. I mean, just, you know, high school diploma. I've been to the army um, and I love baking. So let's do it. I love baking. I know how to do it. Let's open a business. <laughs> it was that easy. Were, were you familiar with chocolate chip cookies by the time you decided this was going to be like your first like flagship product? Oh, yeah, for sure. I didn't invent it, the pizza cookie. I, I mean, of course, you can find it in many, many stores and also in Israel. Um and I remembered one store in Israel that used to sell that. It was like a big thing in Israel at that time. Um, and I was like, okay, I should do that. I mean, that's a nice and cool idea. And American loves uh, chocolate chip cookie. So that could be a great product. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I just start added some more um, products and yeah. Just to let people know, this is not just your standard chocolate chip cookie. This is like a gooey, rich, decadent cookie. When it comes out of the oven, this is something that you just want to dive into right away. So I, I just want to say that on your part that, yes, it, it's a chocolate chip cookie, but it is like it's a type of chocolate chip cookie that will make your mom jealous yeah. because <laughs> she can't make it as good as you are making it. Thank you. So just going back kind of through your Instagram timeline, yes, I could see – you started with the cookies, then you introduced the the lava cookie, which I want to get to. We might touch on that a little bit later. But the first like thing that was kind of outside of the cookie realm was 
the babka, which is a, it's a braided bread that got its popularity in Jewish communities in Eastern Europe in the early 19th century. That was kind of like your first thing where it's like, to me at least, it seemed like, okay, this isn't something that is, it's not super far off, but it's also not super familiar to Americans. Like this might, someone might see that and be like, oh, a babka, I'm not sure what that is. How did you decide that's going to be like the first thing where I branch out a little bit and I'm not just going to give you cookies, but I want to introduce you to something new? Um, Because like I said, I wanted to bring um, something different. Mm -hmm. Um, And just like you said, that the pizza cookie has this texture and it's not like the other cookies that you've tried. Uh, I wanted to bring something different and I was like, okay, um, if I'm from Israel, let's start getting you know ideas from there um but i have to tell you (laughs) that right now on the website it's not babka it's chocolate nut because it's more familiar for the people here i mean i could i I can say like a hundred percent that whenever i changed the name to something that it's more familiar it sells more also because i mean that's that's business and whenever you are you have to um um, to, how would you say that? You've got to market it right. The, yeah. the same as calling your pizza cookie, by calling it a pizza cookie, like that sounds more attractive than giant chocolate chip cookie. Yeah. That's just smart. Yeah. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, so that that's what I was doing. And yeah. But like, what was it about the Bobka that made, or, I, and now you call it the chocolate knot on your website, but what was it about that product that you were like, this isn't a cookie, but I think people are really going to like it if I start selling it. Who doesn't like chocolate? <laughs> I mean, that's a fair question. Right? Chocolate or a cloudy dough and the combination of both of it. I mean, Babka is very famous in Israel. Um, and I think you can find it probably in any bakery in town or in Israel. Um, so I was like, okay, I know what is it. So, and I know how to do it. Let's bring it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, that's it. So I want to take you back to August 28th, 2001. This is from at least what I can tell on your social media timeline, the first like event that you got to do where you were able to offer some of these treats and desserts that you're talking about that are more you know, worldly, it was an event called Bonjour Omaha. Yeah. <laughs> you're smiling, you're laughing at the memory. What was that day like for you? Oh, it was amazing. It was magic. Um, so I was thinking, how can I introduce the French patisserie in the best way to Omaha? Um, and it was, first of all, I'm a woman and I'm a woman-owned business, uh, so... That's the reason why I contact so many uh, women-owned businesses uh, to come join me. Because I didn't want to be like the star of the evening, (laughs) you know what I mean? But I wanted people to get to know the other vendors and to collab. Because when I got here, I noticed that people in Omaha love local and love to support. I mean... That we do. I'm so grateful for that and I can feel it in... I mean, every day in my business, I can feel it. I can really feel it. And it's it's amazing because you don't get to um, to get this support and love in 
every business or in every place you go. And I'm just super grateful for that. So that event was a real, uh, real thing for me, you know, like a dream come true kind of because I could create what I really love and what I wanted to do from the beginning. And people, and I, I got like really good reviews and feedbacks. And I was, okay, that's my sign. You know, that's my sign to start doing it. And I, Eli is like always business. I mean, that's, that's hard. That's complicated to make. I mean, a lot of steps. Don't think about that. Do whatever they want the easy way. <laughs> and it was like, no, I'm, I'm very stubborn. And, and if I want to do something, I would do it. And I would go all the way. And I was just, okay, I love it. And people love it. And I get good feedbacks. So I work a little bit harder now. And it will get, it will pay it off in the future. You know what I mean? Exactly. So at that event, I mean, you were, I was looking back at the menu, you were offering eclairs and different types of tarts and macarons. These are delicious desserts, but they're not something that you see at a lot of bakeries around Omaha. They, they exist, but most people aren't familiar with them. So as as you're interacting with people at this event and they're maybe experiencing an eclair for the first time or they're they're looking and they're like, what are these tarts? Like, what, what was that like for you to have that moment where you're like, I get, I'm the one who gets to introduce these people to these awesome things that I love for the first time? Well, it was, it was wonderful because let's say that I was very proud to be there. Uh, very proud of my creation and very proud of the business that I that I've created and it was only a few months in the business um, and it was until today when people come and ask and ask me what's what this is I'm trying to explain the whole thing without talking too much <laughs> because you know you don't want to lose the people and you want to give them like the exact um, uh, description of uh, of the dessert without being too, uh, <laughs> without being very, how without being too technical, it? no, without but going like, too much into the weeds, too much words, yes, <laughs> yeah, too wordy, yeah, yeah, too wordy, yes, okay, yeah. that's a new thing, yeah, wordy, that's a word. <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, until today, I really I, I enjoy doing that, and I enjoy explaining and. I enjoy people taking the first bite and I, I look at them and it's like, wow. And I mean, this is why I love to feed people, to see the reaction, to see that they enjoy. And I mean, just like I wrote on my website, my grandma used to say, the best thing to get into someone's heart is through their belly. <laughs> so I really, I, I believe in that. I mean, food is the best joy in the world. Speaking of joy, I... I really wish that listeners could just see your face as you're talking about watching customers bite into that for the first, because your face just like radiates. Like I can tell you light up when you have those, you, you think of that memory of just seeing people experience something for the first time. I, I, I just absolutely love that. That's something that I see in a lot of chefs, a lot of bakers is just when they get to feed someone and they see someone be happy like that is their ultimate happy place. There's there's no 
that that's the pinnacle. There's nothing better than that. And to see that in your face, like that's how I know, even without tasting your food, that you are committed to this and you love this. Definitely. I mean, I think that you can you can tell that the restaurant industry, the food industry is hard. I mean, chefs work many hours. I don't know how much they get paid because I've never worked in a place, you know, that uh, that I can tell. But, I mean, it's just uh, the passion to this, um, to the food and the passion to see um, the people devour on every bite. You know, that's our, that's what, why, that's our why of doing what we do. Mm-hmm. So, Hey there, listeners. So Christmas is right around the corner. You got to be thinking about gifts. And I don't know about you, but I can't really think of anything better to get as a present than just delicious, amazing meat, whether that's to be grilled, whether it's to be cooked, whatever it is. And Certified Piedmontese is the place to get it from. When you shop from Certified Piedmontese, you know you are getting quality products that are locally sourced. Uh, the selection is incredible. You can get all kinds of different meats. This is something where you don't know what to get your dad. You don't know what to get family members. You don't know what to get friends. Get them a gift card to Certified Piedmontese. Or if you're having family over, feed them an amazing meal with Certified Piedmontese products. And best yet, you get 25% off your online order when you use my promo code HOPPEN, that's my last name, H-O-P-P-E-N, at checkout. So make the holidays truly special this year with Certified Piedmontese. And now, back to my guest. All right, now I gotta ask you about a product that I believe you worked on for a very long time, we're very excited about. So, Going back on your Instagram, around the start of 2022, you started teasing out. You're like, hey, I'm working on something special, and I'm really excited to bring it to you guys. Like, stay tuned in the coming months. This is going to come. I think, and I'm going to take a guess here and potentially embarrass myself on the podcast, but I think that was the chocolate hazelnut spread. Am I correct? (laughs) Yes. Nailed it. Good. Because on May 3rd, 2022, that was when you officially released it. And I, I just need to describe this to you, to people before we even get into it. This stuff is so delicious. Like my wife and I, we're not Nutella people at all. Like that's the chocolate nu- or hazelnut spread that most people would associate with. Nutella is fine. Like I'll eat it, but it's not something we ever have in our home or anything like that. But when I saw that you had this product... And my wife knew that you were going to be coming on the podcast. She went to Zen Coffee one day, and there was some of your chocolate hazelnut spread in the um, in one of the refrigerated containers. So she's like, yeah, I'll get that. I'll bring it home. Dan will love that. We bought a uh, just a bag out of French bread from Hy-Vee, and we went through the whole jar in three days, just cutting off pieces of bread <laughs> and spreading this. I mean, we were like junkies. We could not get enough of this stuff. It was so good, and I cannot encourage people more highly enough to to go to Zen, to go to Carter and Rye, to go Dundee just double shot. Dundee Double Shot, to go on your website and order this. Like this stuff is so good. So now that I've gone on this whole flowery exposition, I want to hear it from you. <laughs> What was it about this product that made you so excited? And like, why did you want to create it originally? Well, I love Nutella. I love Nutella. I love hazelnuts. And 
Um, I just wanted to create something very similar. Um, no palm oil and gluten-free and just something that you could eat without feeling guilty, <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. kind of like that. And, and I also wanted to have a product with, with my name on, you know what I mean? So you could see it. You could see my logo. You can see my name there and you could try that. You can enjoy it. And it can be presented in very, I mean, basically in every coffee shop or every, also supermarkets around town. Uh, I didn't do that yet, but I will. That's coming, yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's that was the reason. I just made it one day. I fell in love with it. And I just like, okay, that's the next product. I'll do that. So wait, you say you just made it one day, like... Did you, were you just trying to like, to take me behind that? Like, were you just trying to recreate Nutella? Did you just wake up and you're like, I, I want to see if I can do this. Or was this something that you'd been thinking about for a long time and then finally decided to tack? Like what, what was the thought process behind? I want to make my own chocolate hazelnut product. So I'm, uh, most of the time it would be, I see something that I love and let's do it. Or I think about something, let's do it. I, I Usually, I don't wait. <laughs> um, You're a doer. Yes, yes, definitely. And I was just, okay, I love Nutella. Let's um, create something that I won't feel guilty about eating the whole jar. Um, and let's start playing with it, you know. So hazelnut for sure, uh, cocoa butter, um, sorry, powder, Um good chocolate, quality chocolate, and just start playing with it and get to the perfect taste and flavor. How long was that research and development process between the time where you decided I'm going to make this product and have my name on it to the time where you were like, yes, this is it. This is the one that I'm going to sell to the public. Um, well, it took some time because <laughs> I'm very perfectionist. So I needed the perfect jar, the perfect size, um, the perfect cup to the jar, the lid. Um, so I would say it took like maybe a month to figure this all out. I mean, J just a month to create like this signature, amazing, delicious product that, that boggles my mind, but you did it. Thank you. <laughs> um, you recently took a trip to Paris yes. to take a pastry mastery class and you shared all kinds of photos on Instagram of different croissants and pastries and all this stuff that just looked unbelievable. Had me drooling doing research for this. Um, before we get into what you experienced and what you learned on that trip, what was it or what, what inspired you to take that trip? Well, I'm a self-taught baker and I never took like a class, like a professional class ever. So... Paris, for every baker, I think Paris is the dream because, I mean, when you go there in the streets and when you get to those stores and bakeries, is like you don't want to eat it. You don't want to touch it. It's so beautiful. I mean, those pastries and the tarts and the Paris breast um, and the macaroons, everything just so perfect. And then when, it, when we try it is, I don't know, it just 
flavor explosion in your mouth. It's, it's really that good. And Paris is well known for the best patisserie in the world. So as a baker, I wanted to go there. And I was like, okay, I knew that was something comes up. I mean, some pastry class in the Ritz-Carlton, the hotel. And I was, okay, I want to be a part of it. I want to go. I'm not going to go only for three days. I'm going to go for a week because I want to try all the best bakeries uh, in Paris. And so I signed up for the master class um, with Oliver Lane. That's the chef. And I was like, okay, first time in Paris. I'm not sure I want to be there alone. So I'm going to tell my two cousins from Israel to join me. And they did. One of them is a baker in Israel. So she was doing the class with me. And the other one was just, you know, her sister um, just took advantage of that and joined us because we haven't seen each other for... So one, I haven't seen her for like three years since I first got to the States and the other one for like a year and a half or something. So it was a good opportunity. And Paris was, I mean, the experience... I didn't learn as much as I, as I thought I will because most of the thing were things that I knew. But the whole experience was just... I, I can't even put the right word for it. It was amazing. It was a dream. It was literally a dream. And I was able to, to make my dream come true and to try all the, those things that I was seen, you know, on Instagram and great chef on Instagram. And I was like, okay, when I'm going to try it. And I finally did. And I, uh, for example, Cedric Roulet, which is very, he's like one of the best in Paris, if not the best. And it doesn't matter what time or what day you would go, there would be like a line of 100 people outside of oh, the wow. store. Yes. He opens at 9.30, he closes at 6.00. Every single minute you'll go there, there will be a line of 100 people. And we stood there. We got there, I think, at 8.45 a.m. And we just stood there and waiting to get into the store and get the pastries that I wanted for so long. And we finally got there. And it was just art, you know. And I started, uh, when I first started baking, it was the art, it was the design of it. So, I mean, the eye catches whatever looks the best, you know? And this just was perfect. Every croissant, every tart, every um, puff was like the perfect thing you had ever seen. It was art, just art. Um, and we got those things and we went to a coffee coffee shop next to it. We got coffee. Um, we took some photos. <laughs> and it was just really amazing. I mean, just seeing those pic I, I have one that's like burned in my head. You took a picture, like you took a picture of a cross section of a croissant. And the amount of layers in that thing is just incredible. Like I can almost like just by looking at the picture, I can like picture myself like biting into that and just breaking through all the layers and that flaky texture and just the butteriness. Oh man, it was like, I cannot even imagine what that thing tasted like, but 
what was it like for you? I mean, I, I can only imagine someone like you who is so creative and you say you're a doer. Like when you taste something, you're like, how do I make this? How inspirational was that trip for you? Just tasting all these different things and then being like, how do I make my version of this? How do I make UV's version? Yeah, so, wow, only the, only the way that the desserts look there um, in the store this is by itself was very inspired and very inspiring. And I just wanted to create something new uh, that looks a little different, that reminds you of Paris. Uh, so the last pop-up you've, you've visited me. Did you try the Paris breast? I did not. You did no, not? I think those were sold out by the time that I got there. I was Probably. unfortunately not <laughs> early enough. You sold out so fast. Yeah, People love your food too much. <laughs> that was amazing, really. Uh, so, yeah, that, for example, is a very, very um, famous dessert in Paris. And I just took it. I tried one uh, of Pierre Hermé. And I tried it, and I fell in love with it. It was hazelnut, and hazelnut is... I think it's the, be the best nut for desserts. And it was just the texture and the cream and the paste and the, um, the hazelnuts there. I mean, the actual nut and the puff pastry. And that was the best dessert I've tried in Paris. And I just wanted to recreate it. So I did it. My own design, my own recipe. And I, and I succeed to get to the same flavor as I tried there. And it was like my biggest proud, you know, I was very proud that I was able to replicate kind of, you know, um, the same flavor and the textures and yeah. And the only thing that I would do um, from the minute I created it is again, to try, try, try this out with the audience because you can never find this thing in here. In Omaha. I don't know anywhere else to buy that. <laughs> so, yeah. Um. I, I, I mean, I just, I love your attitude that you are always pushing. Because you you have a pretty good menu of things as is. Like, people can go to your website or they can visit a pop-up. They can get, uh, you know, uh, a catering. And there's a lot of good stuff. You could stop right now and have a very stable menu and be a very successful uh, business owner. But you're constantly pushing. You're saying, what else is out there? Like this Paris breast. I, I don't make this right now, but I want to. What, like, is that just something that's ingrained inside you that, yes, I, like, I, I always want to find something more. I want to be better. I want to just do more than I am right now. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> you described it exactly how I would uh, describe it. Uh, well, and I just want to say, wait until I get um, the dough sheeter for the croissant. Okay. It's, it's pretty expensive machine. Yeah, <laughs> so I need to save a little cheap. bit more. But wait. I mean, wait until you see those layers and this crispy texture on the outside and this airy, buttery layers on the inside. And you, you, you'll say... Or maybe you won't have anything to say just to try. <laughs> but just I mean, just be stunned in silence. Just wait, yeah. Just I'm, wait. I'm like salivating. This isn't fair. <laughs> I, I'm I'm very excited. Me too. <laughs> the, the moment that this happens, I'm going to be there. 
Um, another item that I have to talk to you about is... I want to guess. The uh, creme brulee puffs. <laughs> you read my mind. We did not talk about this beforehand, but yes. I When I came to the pop-up, you only had one of those left. And, and I was like, okay, I, I need to try this. It sounds really good. I love creme brulee. I'm not super familiar with puffs, but I want to try it. The outside was like really caramelized. And when you bite it, you had to like crack through that layer of sugar almost. And then when you did, you, you encountered this like delicious pastry. And then like just this rush of rich, like velvety custard. It was seriously like one of the best bites that I have had of dessert this year. It just like blew my mind. If you would have had more, I would have come, like, I ate that right outside the inner rail. I would have walked back in and ordered, like, 15 more. So it's probably a good thing that <laughs> that, that was the last one for both my waistline and my wallet. But just tell me tell me more about this dessert. Tell me about the origin of it, how you decided to start making it. Like, just the idea, just anything you want to tell me about this. It blew my mind, and I want to know more about it. <laughs> well, I won't tell you the recipe, that's for sure. No, do not <laughs> do not tell me the recipe. I don't want anyone else to try and steal it. It is yours and yours alone. Um, well, I love creme brulee. I love uh, caramel. I love texture. I love layers. And this dessert is just a combination of the perfect bite, just like you said. I mean, you have the uh, crispy caramel on top you have the puff which is more it's a dough so it's kind of like more of a dough layer kind of like airy dough i would say um and then this vanilla pastry cream the custard um and it's just the perfect um dessert to get you the experience that i want you to feel and to experience and I don't know. That's it. I mean, I do I do everything, and it's all from the same reason. I love desserts. I love sweet. I love food. And everything that I do, every dessert is like I'm thinking how you, how the customer will eat it, how he will experience it. So I'm trying to put all the things I know and all the things I like in just one desserts and this is why I all I mean I do most most of it most of the catering menu is just like a bite size or a few bite size dessert because the idea behind all those good desserts is for you to experience them in a few bites because you don't need more so that that was it with the creme brulee puff also same Oh, it, it is an amazing thing. And yeah, if that's ever at another pop-up that I go to, I'm getting a whole bag of those and taking <laughs> them home. And sorry, Sarah, you might not be getting any of them. Uh, okay, so so we kind of talked about you You started with the cookies and then you do Bonjour Omaha and people really, they, they went for it. They, they understood the idea. They really liked your pastries. At what point did, and to be clear, people can still go on your website, then get the the famous lava cookie, which is amazing, and I would encourage anyone to try it. They can get pizza cookies, they can get the chocolate knots, but at what point did your business start to become more about, you know, these pop-ups and, and the caterings where you're offering tarts and macarons and, and puffs and all these different pastries that you really wanted to experience? Like, when in your business did that become kind of the main focus? 
Probably a few months ago when I started to do more events and catering uh, and people really got to try uh, all of it. And I mean, I think you know that in Omaha is word of mouth. And if I, I think this is um, the main thing that brought me more business and allow, allowed, allowed me basically to, uh, to grow, uh, the word of mouth of people here. If they love something, they would tell everyone. <laughs> and this is crazy, really. And I figure it just like, you know, just a word of mouth and people started to, to try those things, understand it's different and it's good. And they want it in their next event. And that was when I was like, okay, thank God, because this is what I really want to do. And people like it and I get good feedbacks. So thank you. And it was, it was just all I've ever wanted. I want to do those desserts. And this is what the people love here. And I want to tell you more than that. Last pop-up at Luli's Creative House, um, I brought cinnamon rolls because I was like, okay, you know, you guys love cinnamon rolls. And that was the last thing uh, to be there. Really? So, yes. Oh, so people went for the, the pastries and everything before the familiar? Yes. I and, love that. And it was, it was crazy. And one girl just told me, uh, okay, where are the macaroons? Where are the creme brulee puffs? And I was like, oh, no, I'm sorry. I just sold out. But you do have the cinnamon rolls. And she was like, oh, I can find those anywhere. <laughs> you know? <laughs> So it really, I mean, those moments are giving me the best joy and just giving me the, the, the reason and the understanding to just keep doing what I love and what I'm good at and be grateful. Seriously, I mean, that's, I'm, fe- I'm just feeling grateful every single day. Well, the only reason that you get word of mouth business is if you're putting out a fantastic product and you absolutely are. Um, I've got two questions as we wind down here that I like to ask any chef, business owner, baker, whoever it may be, guests on my show. Um, First one, what about the hospitality slash baking industry do you think your customers don't know that you wish they did know? That I work hard. How hard? Tell us. Well, it's a, it's many hours. It's a lot of thinking. It's a lot of research, especially after COVID when all the prices are up. Um, and you really try to create the perfect thing and to still also for the business to keep it uh, low expenses. And people don't really understand, don't really appreciate it sometimes. Um well, and, and I can understand because they don't really know what's behind it. And as a baker, it's, it's, it's hard. It's hard to, you know, navigate because on the other side, you have your customers and they don't really know what, what's behind the sense. And on the other side, you have all the products that you need to, to have, you need to buy, and you need to do the research to find the highest quality in the lower price. And it takes hours, hours. And yeah, I mean, I think that would would give us the bakers all over the world and especially in Omaha, um, I mean, a lot if if we would have this recognition, so. Gotcha. 
And then to get you out of here on a positive note, what is your favorite thing about being a baker? <laughs> um, probably to try the desserts. <laughs> just the eating itself? Yeah, just eating itself. <laughs> hey, I don't blame you. That, that's exactly where I'm at too, just just the eating. Yeah, of course. This and just like I said, to see these people, to get the, the feedbacks. Um, whenever also, by the way, whenever you have um, uh, a feedback that it's not necessarily perfect or good, I'm so open to hear about that because I'm looking to get better and I want to be better all the time. And just like you said, I want to do more. Every time I just want to do more to add more things, to add desserts, um, uh, to make people enjoy and experience the perfect bite. I mean, that's you in a nutshell. You are constantly looking to grow and improve, whether that's adding new things to the menu or improving on what you already have. So love that mindset. You talked uh, word of mouth a couple minutes ago, how important that is. Whatever value the words have coming out of my mouth, I want to encourage anyone who's listening to this, like, check out UV's Bake Shop however you can. Like, go on the website and look at the products that she has. Um, She will deliver it to your home. Like, we ordered stuff off the website. You delivered it on, like, the day that we requested, like, within... 20 minutes of when we were hoping to have it. It was amazing. It was so simple. It was so convenient. But even more importantly, like go to one of her events, follow UV's bake shop on Instagram. She's constantly updating with, Hey, I'm doing a pop-up here, or I'm going to have a party here. Come check it out. That I think is where you really get to experience. And I think anyone who's listened to this conversation knows what you're passionate about. And that's these pastries, these things that you might only be able to find at one or two other places in Omaha, if anywhere else in Omaha. But that's kind of what defines you. That is your passion. And I think anyone should get out and experience that. And I know I'm going to be following super close because whenever that croissant Whenever the sheeter comes and the croissants <laughs> follow, you pretty much know that I'm going to be there. UV, thank you so much for joining me on the show today. This was just a pleasure to be able to get to meet you more and be able to just get a better sense of your story. Thank you for having me, Dan. It was such a good time, and I can't wait for you to come to my next pop-up. Um, January 20th at the Inner Rail Food Hall. Um, and try more more of the things. It's or maybe go- another creme brulee puffs. <laughs> uh, it's going on my calendar right now. All right. As always, Omaha, thanks for eating with us. A Huda Media Production.